the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. And we're back. New episode. So excited. Alex. Hey. Hey, girl. Hi. Our listeners must be so happy. We took a little hiatus I know. Here. We're sorry, guys. We're sorry, but life gets in the way. As I you do. know, Alex is pregnant. Yeah. I and might I as well be pregnant. And I've been working a lot on the weekends, so I, we haven't had much time. And you know, Gabby's always traveling. So yes. it's been a little bit tough to get some episodes in. But now we're back and we're going to be back for, for a while. Yeah. So we're excited. We're doing um our, you know, our recording. And today we have a special lady who, you know, by just the circle that we have been around, we had the, the great opportunity to meet her through Sarah Akiba. So we have Rhonda Kuran in the house. Oh, welcome. Hi. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you for having me, ladies. I think that the last time I saw you was at the Christmas gift wrapping event. Yes. Oh, yes. That was the last time I saw you. Okay. That yeah. we saw your daughter uh, that was, singing. Yes. She's so amazing. She is. Um, and... You know, I was I had a my birthday was well two days ago and happy birthday, Virgo, Thank you. yes, Virgo. Team Virgo, mm-hmm. and um, Jules was there and a lot of people in the industry. I've been in the industry for over fifteen years. I don't really broadcast it. I'm more of like the behind the scenes girls. You know how it is. And she sang happy birthday to me. Your daughter and, again? Yeah. And Jules grabbed me and was like, "What are you doing? Like, are you like?" Does she have music? Are you pushing her? And I'm like, um, no, I just have her perform at like different stuff and we're organically growing her follow. I'm scared of that. You know, how old is she? She's 14. She's a beast, Gabby. She is. No, we've heard her. She really is. She's never had vocal lessons. She's not, I've never invested any money into this. I really don't believe in like funding kids to be like the next Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm all about Godspeed and God's promise for our lives, but it's time, you know, like I, I want to Especially start. if it's something that is um, innate in her, like organically, she it wants is. to do it. It's not like you're the stage mom that's pushing her to right. do it. Yeah. Then yeah. I don't see it as a bad thing. There's yeah. people, obviously a lot of these careers like Ariana Grande's and like the Taylors, they started when they were young and maybe she can just start with like doing covers on YouTube. A lot of the people, a lot of the people get discovered that way. She does. She does covers on YouTube. She's performed at some of the hottest events in South Florida. She's, um, you know, I'm in the entertainment industry. So whatever opportunity I can give her to get, she's performing at the gala, the Womb Gala. Wow. She's singing Spirit by Beyonce with a choir behind her. It's going to be the most That's beautiful amazing. thing. Which we'll get into the gala later. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we're ready. We're going to work on a song. I have a lot of friends in the industry, you know, but... You do. I I started, like, creeping on your IG and I was like, okay, Rhonda. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Which, let's get started on that. Okay, let's go. What's your beginning? Where did you start? You know, you have this entrepreneur spirit. You know, you say you're a serial entrepreneur. How did you... Where did you begin? Like, where did you... Where were you born? Were you raised here in Miami? Let us know where you're from. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, BK all day. Um, (laughs) uh, Was not doing this in New York. I was, I come from a very strict upbringing, Palestinian upbringing, uh, physically, mentally abused uh, my entire life. Uh, God rest my mom's soul. You know, I 
wasn't her fault. It's kind of like the cultural wave and it just continues until someone breaks the chains, right? Um, writing a book. So once I release the book, we get into detail about like different parts that shifted my life. Uh, we'll be here forever if I talk about that. But uh, was pregnant with Jaslyn and um, gave birth. She was about one. My oldest daughter was like eight at the time. And I lived in Coney Island. I lived in this like one bedroom, uh, right? Like I could walk to the Coney Island. And I remember making a bottle for my daughter and I was shaking like the cereal into the bottle and a mouse fell out of the bottle like into her bottle and I was like oh hell no like I don't want this like you know what am I doing with my life you know like I'm at this point 23 24 maybe like 25 I have two kids and I had visited Miami and I fell in love with the weather. And, you know, New York is beautiful, but it's cold. It's ugly. And it's really always about the hustle, the trains, the everyone's moving a million miles per hour. So when it came to Miami, I was so intrigued by the blue waters, the palm trees, the heat. So I was like about to get my income tax. And, you know, when you're like on welfare and you get back like almost $8,000. So that to me was like, hey, I have this like 1999 Honda Civic. I packed everything that I could fit into this car. I drove all the way to Miami with my girls in the car. Oh, here I am with like $8,000. To me, it's so much money. Like I'm good, which we know now it's not a lot of money. But how old were you then? Like 25, 26. Wow, wow. Okay. Yeah. So then drove over and... um use the money to move into a place. You didn't uh, have anybody here, no family. I had my sister okay. and my like my nephews here. So that made it like a lot a lot better. So yeah, so I came over here. I moved into this three bedroom house in Kendall. First month, last month security. There goes my eight thousand. Um and immediately got a job as a paralegal because I have my bachelor's in pre law. That's what I was doing in New York. Uh started working there. Uh, about three months living into this house I, I was like scammed into this house because somebody rented it, but it, no one owned it. So it was like one of those houses that the bank was taking over. So I wound up living in this house for like a year and a half for, for free. free. Wow. And um, the bank gave me money to move out. So like tons of blessings, right? Um, in that transition, my mom passed away. Um, and then... I was working for a law firm and this is where my my entrepreneurship kicks off and um, won't mention the name of the law firm, but the, me and the owner are really good friends. And he says, I want to start an XXX business. So I'm like, oh, what? And he's like, yeah, I want to get some warehouses in Dominican Republic and do the whole like cam with the girls. And I, I'm naive, you know, I'm like, okay. And he's throwing great money at me. I'm like driving Benzes and, you know, having these amazing meetings and that sparked something in me. And then he kind of gets scared after a while because he's an attorney and I was, I don't feel good doing any kind of like XXX porn stuff. Like that's not. Oh, that's, that's not, what you mean by XXX. Yeah. I didn't know what XXS was. Yeah. You know, and that's, <laughs> that for me is like, goes against everything that I believe in, you know, but sometimes when you're like a single mom with kids, you're faced with opportunities and you're not really thinking about who you're hurting. It's more like survival, survival mode. And this is can, can escape and, you know, allow me to be who I want to be. And 
So since that work didn't work out, I was like, I'm not going back to working for anyone else. I don't enjoy it. So hiphopgossipbyronda.com was like originated and I was a gossip columnist and on red carpets and I was broke. Like wow. there was no money. You don't make money. No one told me like you don't make money having a blog site. Like I thought, okay, I'm going to put out great content within six months. It's going to do great. And I'm going to be making a lot of money. No, it takes years. It takes a lot of time and effort. And if someone's not paying you to start this, it's self-funded. Mm -hmm. So now here I am again, have kids, no money. Like what At am I... At that point you had two, just two, right? Just two. Uh, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I got to figure this out. So a good friend of mine um, worked at Club Play, which was fifth. And now it's the target. And... Stevie J. I partied there a lot. I'm Ooh. surprised I didn't know you back then. <laughs> I love that. Like some of the best moments of my life happened at Club Play. And um, Stevie J, who now does Live, and Troy Bless, who used to be Lil Wayne's assistant. Um, we did a radio show. It's called like Keep It 100 FM. So um, an awesome radio show. We had like tons of different people on it. It was part of the, I forget the name, but this like big, big company out in Miami. and. It it was good. It was cool. We didn't make no money, but it was cool. It was good to meet like new people, right? I keep talking about making money because hello, single mama, I need to make some money. So his girlfriend at the time says to me, hey, I, like I have an opportunity at Club Play for you to give out flyers and just help us with the events. Nothing big. I think I was making like $300 a week. But for me, that was more than what I was making doing anything else. So as I'm going to interview for that, I get a call that like my brother was in the hospital and uh, he passed away. Yeah. And he um, he was schizophrenic and he um, was like, I think, 25, 26 when he passed. And uh, he was like crossing the street. He was hit by a 18 wheeler and like died on the spot. So like the next day I had a segment on the on the radio and I and everyone was canceling and I was like, I'm not canceling. And they're like, what do you mean? Like your brother just died. And I'm like, no, we're going to go on air and we're going to talk about this. Like we're going to share like what people can do to help someone that might be struggling. And Stevie J's like, but what do you mean? Like, you sure you want to do this? Like, I'm cool. I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I'll share it. It's on YouTube. And it was probably like one of the hardest things like I've ever had to do. So, you know, we we did the interview, we touched on schizophrenia. And at that point, I'm like, okay, Rhonda, like, you got to go. There's no time to take off. My mom died. There was no time to take off. My brother died. There was like, there's no time. There's never time for me to just be able to turn off the switch because I have kids. And when I say I have kids, I mean, it's like no support from anyone. I'm the only one that is taking care of these kids. So I call up Leah and she's like, I'm like, hey, I need to reschedule this interview. And she's like, are you sure? Like, are you you don't need some time. I'm like, no, I need, I need, I need to get in there. So I get in there, long story short, I probably worked doing flyers for like two weeks. And then I noticed I didn't have any kind of PR. Like they weren't doing, they had every celebrity, every athlete you could think of, but weren't doing interviews, weren't doing like videos or pictures or putting it on the blogs or having media come out and do anything. So I, I went to the owner, I'm like, you're lacking in this area. And he's like, so put together a proposal. 
So I'm like, okay, this is the first time of me like putting together a proposal. I I remember picking up like PR for dummies and like social media for dummies. And it's like back when like Instagram was just starting out and becoming hot. Traditional PR was still kind of the thing. And then um, I gave him a proposal for $5,000 a month and he signed. And that's where my my career took off. I know that was like a long answer, but yeah, that's, that's really it. And, and you saw an opportunity and you maximized it. Absolutely. Good girl. Absolutely. Always. And I'm then always that's where that. you kind of started to dive it into your own brand, which did that take you to Socially Loud? So it took me to Rhonda's Consulting Inc. And operated that way for a few years and a lot, a lot of ups and downs because see, when you run a business, you can't just focus on one client. You have to always be worried about like how to close the next client. And since I was making that 5K a month with with Club Play, I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to focus on anything else. But then, you know, with club business, it's up and down, in and out. It doesn't last never. Like, you know, it's always going to be rebranded, renamed. New promoters are going to come in. New promoters are going to take over. They want their own team. And I'm the fat bitch on South Beach. I mean, I can't get any realer than that. You know, I've I've had people even tell um, the owner, like, what are you doing with this fat girl that's running your red carpet? Because, you know, South Beach is all about that persona, like how skinny they are, how beautiful and long and luscious their hair is, how big their tits are. And I didn't fit that description for me. You know, and I, I was really insecure back then. But, you know, I, I did it. I accomplished it. Um, Rhonda's consulting lasted a while. And then I had a really good friend in the tech world. And he said, it doesn't fit you. It sounds like a Jewish, like a Jewish law firm or like a consulting firm. And he's like, you're really loud. You know, like he was like, and you're really social. And he's like, what about socially loud? And I was like, Wow, that's such a cool name. Yeah. And then he's like, let's see if it's let's see if it's available. And remember the domain, somebody else bought it and was reselling it for like five thousand dollars. And one of the VIP girls at the club was so intrigued by going into business that she like funded to pay for the website. And that's how it started. And and it's been a it's been a really tough journey, but I'm doing it, you know, and I think that this is the best place I've ever been today. That's amazing. And I know that because um, of that, you also ended up doing an empowered you. Yes. Getting into philanthropy, into empowering people. And then that's probably the the gateway of meeting Sarah. I don't know if you can kind of like get into that. I've only known Sarah for a year. No way. It feels like you guys have known each other forever. It feels like I've known her forever. Um. Sarah, we'll fast forward a little bit. I had my last child 19 months ago. I was in a very toxic relationship for like 17 years. Um, He was married. I didn't know he was married. Um, Found out like four years into our relationship that he was married. Um, And of course he lied. I'm separated. Um, He was incarcerated. I was the like ride or die. I'm like going to see him every week. And what he was doing is he had me going to see him and then had his wife funding it. So he was like living the best of both worlds. He's an, For me, he's a narcissist. And I don't, I'm not saying it to talk bad about him because he was who he was when I met him. And that's who I attracted. So I hold myself accountable for a lot of ways. And I'm really persistent about speaking to girls on choosing the man that they decide to have kids with because so important 
so important. You know, now that my girls are 20, 14, and 19 months, and I I don't ever say no. Like if, if he comes around and he talks to them or his family comes around, you know, they're Dominican, I'm Palestinian. It's a completely different cultural, what they believe is different than what I believe. And I never say no to my girls. Like, so if, if they want to come take them, if they, when they feel like it, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm never going to be the one to say no. But, I, but it hurts me because you're talking to your 19 month and you're like, what up? You know, and it's like, come on, there's a language that you have to speak to these babies in because although it's cool to be cool, you know, like I say stuff, you know, my daughter has me walking around saying period all the time now. But when you're discussing things with these little girls and they don't know you, you're their, you're their light, you know, as a father, you're their protector. They want to know that when they reach out to you, that they feel protected. So I'm really adamant about saying that to all the women out there, like, be so careful, fall so deep in love with yourself that no man would be able to like screw you over in any kind of way. Cause you love yourself so deeply. You won't settle, you know, for anything else kind of. So I kind of lost track of what the question was, but we're talking about Sarah. Right. Oh, you met Sarah. <laughs> so Sarah, right after that, uh, went through some severe postpartum depression, like to the point where I was like suicidal thoughts and just not like not feeling good. And uh, I remember feeling like that and calling 311. And I remember just crying to this like stranger on the phone. But like I needed that. I needed to release everything that like I was holding in. And what I love about her response was, how do you feel now? She didn't judge anything. I said, she doesn't even know. She didn't even know my name. And she's like, how do you feel now? And I was like, I feel so much better that I was just able to get that all out. So she's like, why don't we set up a few meetings for you? Like, why don't we get some therapist therapy going? And why don't you, I see it, I hear it in your voice that you just, you really want to transition. I feel like the suicide is just a thought. It's not something that you would ever do. And I was like, absolutely. I would never do that. But the thought in itself is really scary, you know? So I reached Were out you to, in one of her like grieving? No. no. So I always knew her. I followed her on social media. So then I sent her a DM that was like right around the time where she was doing the gala. And I had already wanted her to be part of my empowerment event. I wanted to give proceeds to her foundation. I always knew about her. I've seen her, you know, we're all in the same circle. Um, but I kind of knew about her by someone shining a negative light, right? Because that doesn't even sound like Sarah. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, I would love to go to your gala, but I can't afford it. Like, you know, I can't afford the ticket. And she said, who cares? I'm going to give you a ticket. Please come, come to this event. She got me a ticket. I didn't go to the event only because I felt really insecure and not so pretty. And I didn't have nothing to wear. Who's going to do my hair and my makeup? So I opted not to go. But we we met shortly after her gala and she was part of my event. So I do an annual empowerment event. That started as an Instagram page where I was just kind of like praying for people and inspiring people. And it turned into like 80,000 followers from like all over the world. Um, And then I've always done events, but I've never done them to the magnitude of like empowering others or turning it into like an empowerment thing. So she was part of the event and that's really how we met. That's the sneaker ball? That's the sneaker oh, ball. Okay. You know, Everybody knows about guys, the sneaker ball. You guys invited us last yeah. year. Yeah. And yeah. we couldn't make it. Yeah. Okay, well, we hope to January twenty fifth, two thousand and twenty. Hopefully, We're writing be, it down. I'll hopefully be popped by then. So <laughs> yes, and then you guys can set up the podcast there. And oh maybe my god, grab, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of amazing people. Nicole Mejia 
and a lot of uh, Noelle. We've been trying to get Nicole. She's the fitness. Yeah. She's amazing. She's right? amazing. She, and what I love about Nicole mm-hmm. too is she she creates a lot of boundaries for her life. And like she's my she's my friend. I say it to say she's my friend because she's such a beautiful soul. And like sometimes it takes three days for her to like respond to a text message. But I appreciate that about her because it teaches me like I don't have to always be so quick to answer yeah. a call or respond to a text message. Like these are the boundaries of my life, and you either and show I love, up or don't. You should you should kind of share to the listeners how today you're like, hey, you called me, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna be with my kids. Yes. Do you mind? Yes. And that's another boundary. And it's, it's another thing that you kind of like hold very obviously dearly to you, but yes. you're not a, like you're kind of apologetic. You're not apologetic about your motherhood. I'm you not apologetic. I, I don't want us ever to be none of us at this table in the world. The majority of my friends, when they call me, I feel like the first five minutes is always apologizing for something they feel like they haven't showed up for. Right. And I'm not going to apologize for being a mom. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do this interview, but I'm going to call them and let them know that I don't have a sitter and I'm going to take her with me. Well, that's the thing that people will always want to know, how do you do it all? This is how you get it done. This is how you get it done. And it's either, you know, Gabby could have met me with, no, you can't, we can't have kids. Okay, then we have to reschedule. I mean, it's short and simple and I'm not going to like get overwhelmed in an area that I don't need to get overwhelmed in. Right. I have too much shit that I deal with. My nephew is next door. My sister's struggling right now, you know, and and I haven't spoke to her in years because she she like took something really valuable for me and and it's attached to drugs. And it's hard for me to talk to my own sister. Like mm-hmm. I could talk to everyone else and be a motivational speaker to all. But now I have to step in because my nephew is being affected and I have to try to figure out what's going on in her head and try to help her not either commit suicide or do something crazy. Or get deeper into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know, like this, this medicine that these doctors give you like Xanax and, and bars and like all this stuff, it kills you. Don't even get me started on that. That, that, that bothers me so much because even when people say, I want to stop taking this, they don't let you. They don't let you. It's so sad. And I'm like, you know what? After having the postpartum depression, I was presented medicine. I opted out because I know that when my mom passed away, she was tied to a bunch of pharmaceutical pills that like just killed her. Like they they killed her. So I opted with medical marijuana and Mm -hmm. I started... Um, different strands of like sativa and, and, you know, hybrids. And I was able to sustain a lot of the emotions and what I was going through. And I think just showing up, I know that just showing up for myself on a daily basis is why I'm so happy on the inside. You know what I mean? Like everyone screams that they look, they're looking for happiness. Happiness is not something you find. Happiness is already... It's within. It's within. Mm -hmm. And now I'm I'm faithful. I get up every morning. I'm in the gym at 7.30 every morning. I meal prep. I do a lot of vegan-based um, meals. Not because I'm against meat. It's just it doesn't sit well with me. And I, I started to learn like, okay, you just ate a piece of chicken. But the next day, your mood was off and you were feeling this type of way. But when you ate a whole thing of fresh fruit... You were vibrant. You felt Mm -hmm. great. So I started doing more of that and researching me and learning about the things that make me happy. We're always in go mode, right? We're always researching, like, let me research how it is to have a baby. And I like, how am I going to push the baby out? And research, you don't need, research you. 
learn about you. Your pregnancy is different from the next woman's pregnancy or your depression is different from the next woman's depression or your postpartum depression. It's okay to not be okay. We're all built differently. But it, it it's clear like that it's okay to not be okay. Acknowledge that. Right. When my friends tell me they're angry, I want to dive into that. Why are you angry? Like what what's making you angry? And then they speak about it. Well, you're entitled to feel angry because that shouldn't happen. And you have to go through the feelings. You have to. If so, not, you don't you you keep it inside. So now like my my immediate circle, I'm in the office with Sarah, my amazing friend Stephanie every day and we go through that. Like, you know, is your office inside of the lab, the awesome. women's lab. Yeah, we yeah, used to be in there too. In Zania Beach and um I just love it there. I got my little space and the vibe there is oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And so what we do is like, I'll, I'll may turn to Stephanie and I'll share with her. I'm feeling this kind of way today. And I'm feeling this kind of way about this person that we know. And she'll say, no, don't feel like that because this is what's going on with this person. And I get what you're saying, but that's your mind playing tricks on you. And let's shift that. The old Rhonda used to pick up the phone and be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause all this drama and emotion that just was not necessary. And being able to shift and create that dialogue uh, within my friends and just being able to say, hey, you know, now it's like uh, Octavia Warwood just walked in the yes. bathroom. <laughs> Look at Hi, her. Octavia. She's so nice beautiful. How we've met. Yeah. Isn't she amazing? She is. I'm so excited we get to talk to Octavia. She is amazing. Two of our guests meet. And um <laughs> no, sorry, we were just Gabby had to step out to get Octavia for a second. That's the beauty of having a co-host, honestly. Because I'm like, girl, <laughs> gotta go get Octavia. Yes. So, okay. so we were talking about you. She's so She's at the lab with Sarah and another person. And yes. we're talking about like how they empower each other and they help each other out. Of course. Things. Yeah. So we were saying that like rather than react off of a quick emotion, we kind of like bounce it off of each other and we talk about it in different dialogues. And then we come to a solution, but like a rational solution that's not filled with emotion and drama and all the craziness that we've been accustomed to because I'm Palestinian, like sitting at a table with a bunch of Arabs means that like it's loud. Everyone's yelling, but they're literally just sitting there having dinner and they're passionate about what they're talking about. It sounds like they're about to kill each other, but they're not. So that's what I've always been accustomed to. So I kind of always go to that extra. So just being able to have that dialogue with other people is very important. I love it. And speaking yeah. of Sarah, I don't know if you already got into the gala. I just kind of want to tell everyone, all of our listeners, the beautiful part of the gala and how it's coming up. Yes, November 2nd. It's going to be at... Um, I'm is it at the same up. place? No, it's okay. somewhere different. And, I and the gala look. is obviously going to go straight to the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be helping uh, a one foundation. Yes, 100% of the profi- proceeds go to the foundation. And that's the Girls Club, um, the Relief, and then also the groups for the people that have lost a loved one, want to grieve, or just need to be part of an, a circle that it's led by a licensed psychologist. So it's pretty awesome. Well, Tell everyone the theme. Sorry, I'm sorry. So the theme is in the jungle. When I tell you 
this event to me is like probably the most talked about event in Miami. It's like the Met Gala of Miami. It, it is the Met Gala of Miami. It totally is. I was there last year, so I know firsthand. I've never seen so much support in Miami over an event and so much support like two months before the event. Everybody in Miami is promoting this event. Every major influencer, every major shaker, like the love and support that this girl has, has allowed me to see what like real love and support means. If you guys haven't started getting your dresses and getting it together, start now. And my daughter, like I was saying, is has like the musical, one of the musical aspects of it. And I just like, she tells Sarah, like, I want to sing at your event, like make it happen. And she's like, mom, you connect the dots. Like call, you're, you're the, you're the one that makes it happen. Like tell Sarah. And I didn't even have to ask Sarah twice because she's so talented, my daughter. And she's like, okay, have her practice spirit by Beyonce. So I'm listening to the song and I'm like, whoa, this is like, Deep. whoa, this song. And Beyonce is like the icon of a voice, right? So my daughter goes and she's practicing the song and she comes to me and she sings it. I started crying. Wow. Because wait till you guys see, bring tissue. It's going to be a phenomenal So where can event. people get tickets? Awom.org. A-W-O-M.org. Get your tickets. I believe they're still in a like pre-sale status and then they're going to go up to 200. She has a goal of 100,000 for the gala. I have a goal for her of a million because she deserves it. I've never seen someone work so hard for people and no one sees the behind the scenes. No one sees when girls are sleeping at her house. No one sees that. You know, like when a warm girls club is over, there's a circle of girls around her that are hugging her, embracing her, loving her. These little girls say that if it wasn't for Sarah, like, I don't know where I would be. I tried to get her on the Ellen show, but Nest of Love got it, which I is... Saw. she's from, they're from Miami. Yeah, which is, look, amazing. I, I know Samantha, she's doing it. I was a little bummed though, because oh, we I, were went, too. I went so hard yeah. for it, but I was happy to see that it went to another group of women that are doing so many amazing things. And in Miami. Things. In awesome. Miami. Awesome. And Samantha's heart is beautiful. And I feel like she does a lot of the same things that Sarah does. So it, I just feel like this is a new horizon from Miami and because we are now I'm so welcome to work with other people I'm so welcome to do yeah, podcasts that's what I love about you because you're like a girl's girl you're yeah. like a, you're all about reaching out to the community so we're more than happy to help support Sarah on this initiative yes. and we want our listeners all of you to definitely look into the gala it's November 2nd yes awom.org awom.org for tickets and my empowerment event is January 25th of 2020 it's on the Lunar New Year and that event is going to be mind-blowing as well and it's and empowered you.com. I haven't went live with the ticket sales yet because I'm more focused on a home right now. Yeah, like I wanna, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. Let's so get So where this. can people follow you? Rhonda Karan. Just follow me on Instagram. Let's spell that out so that people know. So it's R-A-N-D-A and then Q-U-R-A-A-N. I have a link in my bio that's a link tree that's everything that I'm working on. We also have a Tony Robbins event taking place at the lab on September 19th. Oh, because um, I'll say it again on the next Tony Robbins in a skirt. <laughs> and now I'm working with his team. So that just kind Very of cool. confirms that God is so intentional and shows up right when you need it the most. So I'm super excited. Amen. So follow me on Instagram. The link tree is in my bio. Connects to Awom. It connects to everything that we're working on. And yeah, let's... 
Thank you so much for being here. I think we need to have you back once um, January rolls around. Oh, definitely. Let's do that. Definitely, definitely. So thank definitely. you so much. Yes, thank you for having us, me, Rhonda. guys. And everybody remember, AWOM Gala is coming up November 2nd. All masterminded by Sarah Kiba, but then with the help of Rhonda Karan. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.